Good morning. morning. Welcome to morning prayers. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in the responsive reading of Psalm 98. Psalm 98, page 49 in your Psalter. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has worked wonders. His right hand, his holy arm, has won him victory. He was mindful of his steadfast love and faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the end of the earth beheld the victory of our God. Praise the shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break into joyous songs of praise. Sing praise to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and with melodious song. With trumpets and blast of horn, praise the Let the sea and all within it thunder, the world and its inhabitants. Let the rivers clap their hands, the mountains sing joyously together. At the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to rule all the earth. He will rule the world justly and its peoples with equity. Amen.
Today's reading is the assigned gospel reading for the daily service in the Episcopal Church. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So ends the reading. Good morning. I've been thinking a lot recently about transformation. Now, I think that most of us here are familiar with the often repeated Harvard goal of providing, quote, a transformative experience for all of its students. And yeah, though this is a bit of a buzzword, a buzz phrase, I think it's true. Based on my experience here at Harvard Divinity School as a freshman proctor, working with the Episcopal chaplaincy at Harvard, Genuinely, I think most people come to Harvard wanting to change, wanting to reinvent themselves, wanting to be something new. But I'm also thinking about it on a societal level, as our country and our community deals with a number of crises, whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement or the Me Too campaign, I find myself asking myself, can our society transform? Can we become better? And if so, how? Into this conversation comes today's reading, which in Christian communities is referred to as the transfiguration. And you know, if any of you come from Christian communities, you know, Christians, we can talk a big game when it comes to transformation, right? In Christ, we become a new creation. We're born again. Our old selves die and our new selves come to light. Today's psalm, even, it is new songs in our mouth instead of the old ones. But what's interesting to me about the transfiguration is how substantially things change and yet don't. One minute, Jesus is shiny. He's there chilling, talking with Moses and Elijah. And the next minute, it's over. Same thing for the disciples. One minute, they're having this crazy spiritual experience with the words of God ringing in their ears. And the next minute, silence. I think that the transfiguration reminds us that transformation can not only be confusing, that it happens in fits and starts, but that it necessarily involves negotiation between that idyllic form that we want to be or that we're striving towards and where we are now. And from a Christian perspective, this is an important reminder. After all, our Messiah in his totally renewed and resurrected form, still bore the marks of the crucifixion. This is all to say that I think that transformation is less about throwing out the old, starting from scratch, and having something new, than it is about reckoning, about reconciling on our way towards the new. I think that this is true for all kinds of social transformation, but for me personally, Right now, 
I feel that is particularly true for me as a male with a whole lot of privilege when it comes to issues in our culture around sexual harassment and sexual assault. If I want to be part of a cultural transformation, there is no just hopping ahead to some better world. No, if I want our culture to shift, there is a deep process of reckoning and reconciling that I need to undergo. Looking at the ways that I have been socialized, looking at the ways that in which I have been programmed to see and to treat other people's bodies. I think I'd start to take some of the first steps, but there's a ways to go. I think this is also true for whatever journeys of personal transformation we find ourselves here to at Harvard. Whatever background or baggage that we think that we have, that we're bringing here, it shouldn't be tossed aside. Good and bad, we need to bring it all to the table if we are really interested in becoming something new. And so this is my prayer for all of us here today, that no matter where you find yourself in the midst of whatever personal or social transformation or both, that today we can begin taking the first steps in reconciling and in reckoning in our journey towards that better place. Amen. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in singing For the Fruit of All Creation, hymn 78 in your hymnal, hymn 78. <coughs>
now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with loving kindness and give you peace. Amen. Amen.